Hi, everyone. I'm a faithful follower of Jesus. I struggle with a lifelong binge eating disorder, anxiety, depression, fear, control, amongst a host of other things. My name is Janet. I was the last born in a family of five children. The Bible says that we are all planned, that no one is a mistake. But I'm guessing if you asked my mother, who was 42 at the time, she would have said different. My siblings were much older, the eldest 19 years, of, years older than me. The closest in age was my brother, who was five years older. I was, a, I was spoiled by my siblings and my parents. When I was eight years old, things drastically changed in my life and in my family. My father passed away at the age of 54. Most of the memories I have of my father were visiting him in the hospital. He suffered from severe depression and PTSD from the war. He was a medic. He was in hospital a lot in the last few years for a cardiac condition that went undiagnosed until autopsy. I am about the same age now as my mom was when she became a widow. She had five children. I cannot imagine what this was like for her. I can totally sympathize with the fear and the stress my mom must have been under. A couple years later, when I was about 11, my mom met a man. This is when my life went into a downward spiral. My mom began to drink a lot while taking nerve pills with it. Soon, my mom didn't always come home at night, and then she would be gone off and on for days to weeks at a time. When she did come home, she would try to get sober. I remember a couple times that she went into full-blown DTs. At that time, my brother and I were the only ones at home. He was about 16, 17. I was 11 or 12. We were often very short of food, and occasionally, there was no food whatsoever. Good food was non-existent. I believe this is where my eating disorder was started. When I did get food, I would inhale it or hide it so I wouldn't have to share it. We were, for the most part, abandoned with no discipline, no guidance, or parental affirmation. I tried my first drink when I was about 14 years of age. I recall many nights of extreme loneliness, sadness, anger, some nights I was terrified as I was all alone in the huge five-bedroom empty house. My brother and I, being teens, had our share of fights, to say the least. I had so much anger for my mother, I couldn't understand how she could choose alcohol over me. How could she choose her boyfriend over her children? I did, thankfully, get a reprieve from all that, as I would spend a lot of my summers at my sister's in Fredericton with my two nieces. This age is paramount for a young girl as we are looking for affirmation and praise. I wasn't getting it from home. I think God had his hand on me at this time in my life because I could have traveled a dark road. Now don't get me wrong, I wasn't an angel. I did things that I shouldn't have, but instead he led me to receive my affirmation from whoopsie, teachers. I worked extremely hard trying to get approval through my grades. I succeeded. I planned to be a nurse and was going to make that plan come true. At age 15, once again in hindsight, I was blessed by the hand of God. I met the love of my life, Chuck. 
With this relationship, I got not only this handsome guy, but I also got a whole other family. I joined the Landers family in 1982 and I was welcome in their home as if it were my own. They were everything I didn't have in my life. Security, love of two stable parents in a Christian home, and always a home-cooked meal on the table. Looking at this situation with adult eyes, I truly believe that the Lord led me to Chuck and his family, and that changed my whole life. My mom thankfully stopped drinking in grade, when I was in grade 12 and never looked back. She had 22 years of sobriety when she passed away. When mom became sober, she ended her relationship with her boyfriend. I confided in her at that time that he had tried to sexually molest me. But again, God's hand was on me. I managed to get out of that situation, and I never allowed myself to be alone with him again. Mom and I began to rebuild our relationship. I had so much hate for her when I was young, but I understood what she went through and forgave her, and we became inseparable. Chuck and I were married in 1988 when I was 21, and he was 23. The same year I graduated from nursing school, I got a full-time job. Chuck started working full-time at the fire department. Our new life together was going to be great. We will be married 32 years this July. I figure I'm a shoo-in in heaven for that reason alone. I, I am a faithful follower of Jesus, and I struggle with alcohol addiction, anxiety, depression, PTSD, and my name is Chuck. I was born in Thunder Bay, Ontario, into a loving Christian family. My father was an RCMP officer, and we moved around a lot for his job. My mom was a stay-at-home mom. My childhood was pretty normal. I had three brothers and one sister. We camped, played sports, and visited relatives on a regular basis. I was shy and had social anxiety from a young age. I had low self-esteem, and we moved several times, causing me to a lot of anxiety. Making new friends and leaving old ones was not easy for me. At about the age of 16, I discovered alcohol. Made it a lot easier to talk to people and took all my anxiety away. I started high school and met the love of my life in grade 11. We started dating and the life seemed perfect. I enjoyed playing sports and I worked part-time jobs to keep my car going and to, so I could drink. In 1988, Janet and I were married and I was 23 years old. This turned out to be the smartest thing I ever did. We had children a few years later, two wonderful boys, Christopher and Colin. Life was good and for the most part normal. Our lives over the next few years were extremely busy and both of us worked shift work and running our kids everywhere. Janice's mom lived with us and the boys got older. She, she helped out and made life much easier. I worked a lot and played rugby most weekends and drinking was a normal part of my life. The amount of frequency of my drinking was increased. I, I was starting to use it to deal with my feelings that I did not take the time to try and understand. I kept busy working and doing normal parent stuff like running kids to hockey, baseball, or many other things that had to be done while raising a family. My drinking was getting worse each year and I did not have any idea how hard it was going to be to get free of addiction. This was causing its own problems with my relationship with Janet, our boys, and my family and friends. 
We built and sold houses after mom passed and had like seven or eight moves in about five years. Chuck worked all his days off on the houses. This was when things started to get crazy. With a 16 and an 18 year old, life got really crazy. In 2010, our oldest son was charged with assault and he went, was sent to jail for nine months. Our lives were crushed. It felt as close to death as losing your child as you could ever get. I didn't know the power of prayer at this time, but I wished I had. My mother and father-in-law did, so I'm sure that's what brought him home safely. I coped with Ativan for sleep, lots of overtime, antidepressants, exercising, and keeping my mind occupied. We were allowed to visit him weekly. Chuck began to drink heavily to blanket his pain. During this time, Colin was having his struggles, and I can imagine how he felt with his brother having gone to jail. In reality, we were separated from both of our boys, but in different ways. When Christopher went to jail, I knew, if I knew what I know now, I would have asked for help. This caused me to be dependent on alcohol to deal with my fear and anger. We were afraid for his safety. He had just turned 19 and never was in trouble in his life. I was in a bad place and had no idea how to deal with this. I was now drinking all hours of the day and night. I prayed for my son but did not expect an answer. But as God does, he watched over my boy the whole time he was in jail. After my son got out of jail, he went out west for work and has never looked back. He just bought his first house in Calgary a week ago. On October 24, 2013, I was arrested for drinking and driving. I believe God's hand was in this as well. It, this is what led me to asking for help that I needed so badly. I had a dream that same night I did not quit, if I did not quit drinking that I would end up killing someone in a motor vehicle accident. I went to Ridgewood and did the detox program for several days and then I went to the 28-day program in January. After I finished the 28-day program, I felt good and believed that I would be able to stay clean for the rest of my life. I started to go to AA and some other programs through Ridgewood. I stayed sober for a year and a half, but I was just white-knuckling it on my own. I started to struggle and everything, eventually having more and more slips. I know now that I was trying to stop my addiction in all the wrong ways. I was trying to get away from alcohol, but I was not working on myself. The alcohol in my life was only part of the problem. It was a band-aid to cover up my hurts. I needed to get real and get help for my issues that began as a young boy. In 2013, Chuck's drinking was at its worst. He got an impaired driving charge on October 23rd. I got a call from the police when I was at work. I believe God showed up big time in our broken world that night. He literally saved our marriage. This DUI was the day he knew that he, need, he had no control over his addiction, and he was waiting for me in the morning when I got off work to take him to the Ridgewood treatment facility. He went to detox for a week, and although I was happy he was there, I had never been without him other than when we worked, and I missed him terribly. He went on and did the 28-day program, and he worked so hard at his recovery. He was sober for about a year and a half and relapsed. He was doing it without God. Fear and control was ruling my life, 
and I struggled with depression and self-isolating. I ate to make myself feel better. I felt like it was the only part of my life I had control of. But funny enough, it was the exact opposite. I was completely out of control. My weight soared again. I was the most I had ever weighed. Chuck would go weeks without drinking and then relapse. It was heartbreaking to watch him go through the guilt and the shame the day after. I wanted so badly to help him, but I had no idea how. I was broken myself, but I was never going to give up. 1 Corinthians 13, 7 is my favorite verse. I actually have it tattooed on me. <laughs> Love never gives up, never loses faith. It's always hopeful and endures through every circumstance. I never have ever or will ever give up. In 2015, it was Mother's Day weekend, and I came to work to find out that one of my co-workers' baby was born, and he was very, very ill. While I cared for Tyler and his parents, they revealed to me what faith really looked like. His parents had so much faith, unlike anything I had witnessed before. They prayed over him, they sang worship music, they played the guitar at his bedside. At three days of age, their baby boy Tyler passed away. What I experienced in that moment was like no other feeling I had ever had. I truly sense and experience what I know now as the Holy Spirit. I remember as I listened to his last heartbeat, there was an overwhelming feeling of warmth that entered the room. I'd almost say that there was a light around the three of them as they held their baby in their arms. I didn't know what was going on, but it was incredible. I recall going outside of the room and standing, leaning against the wall, wondering what just happened. A couple of days later, my coworkers and I attended Tyler's funeral, and the second I walked into this church, I immediately knew I was home. I could feel peace. And again, no explanation at this time, other than the strong pain in my chest that kept getting heavier. This was the first time I had heard Pastor Brent preach. It was amazing. As the worship music played, my tears poured, yes, in sadness, but strangely, there was joy in my heart that made my chest feel like it was going to explode. I grew up in the Catholic Church, so this was very different, but listening to Brent's word made me realize that this is what we need in our life. This is the missing link. I left the church that day knowing I had to come back. You see, Jesus, through baby Tyler, was trying to reveal to me that he was clearly the answer. He was the only one that could fully help Chuck and I. We started Kings Valley the next weekend and both surrender our lives to Jesus that day. We found Jesus together. He was calling both of us. We are so thankful how Jesus is working in both of us. We came together on this journey. We both wanted to experience everything he had for us and wanted him to do it as soon as possible in our lives. I read about the recovery group on the church website. It was called Celebrate Recovery. It was for all hurts, habits, and hang-ups. Chuck was struggling with sobriety, and he was immediately on board when I told him about it. Of course, there was nothing wrong with me, but I would just go with him. By going to this group, I would help him. Ha-ha. You just heard my testimony, so you clearly realize I had a lot more issues than I was admitting to myself. In October of 2015, Janet and I started going to CR. I quickly found this place is what I needed 
My first night I was listening to worship and I was crying for no reason. Well, I thought it was for no reason, but now I know it was the Holy Spirit. That night I asked God to please help me and what God did was nothing short of a miracle. I listened to Adam's sermon on hope. I definitely was what I needed that night. I needed to know there was hope. God put the most amazing people, program, and church in my path. I continued to go CR and I was blessed with a step study group where I became friends with the most amazing people. I was going to counselors at Ridgewood and counselors at the church. I would get short periods of clean time but continued to have slips. I learned that addiction is a sign, a symptom of distress, a chronic substance use is an attempt to, uh, to escape distress. I talked to Adam about my struggles and he encouraged me to keep coming. Even though I was having a hard time, I came every week, attended church, and joined a step study group. I kept pressing into God and reading scripture. Pastor Adam and Pastor Julie have been such a blessing in our lives. I thank God for them and the program that they had the courage to start. Adam, you have had, from the moment I met you, a huge impact on my life and in my journey. You are so real and shared your struggles like an open book and your testimony of how the Lord saved you and from losing everything you love still resonates in my heart. You've become my best friend. Since I came to CR, my life has changed so much. I have made countless new friends. I actually started to work on my own recovery instead of always trying to fix and control everything. I started to understand that I can't control addiction no matter how hard I try. I have learned that surrendering my guilt, shame, and my past wrongs to Jesus will help me to recover. Humbling myself before the Lord was a huge lesson for me. I had to learn to give up my pride. I wore a mask, pretending my life was great, yet behind the mask, my life was nothing like that. I was living in fear, anxiety, suffering with depression, a binge eating disorder, and shame for my past. I was trying to balance it all with a smile on my face. After all, I learned at a young age to use humor to get me through life. In February 2016, I went to a rehab in Montreal as I was struggling again. So with a bit of research, we decided to try this place. It was a bit different than Ridgewood. After this, I had clean time, but still struggling. After an incident that ended a friend's life, I decided with my wife's encouragement to be tested for PTSD, and it was positive. I felt like I had something I could be working on and felt I positive about this. I went to several counselors, psychologists, and started getting treatment for PTSD. I was feeling good, encouraged, and positive that I could get some answers. At this time, I got in to see Dr. Botha. With Dr. Botha, I finally felt understood. He diagnosed me with severe depression, anxiety disorder, as well as PTSD. I finally was being listened to, and he explained that high percentage of people with these conditions alone or together lead to drug and alcohol abuse. He started me on medication right away and in a short while and with a few adjustments, my life completely changed. I worked with him on a plan for, for when I had cravings, like when I was alone or doing projects around the house or if Janet was not home. I wanted to make sure I was safe. Now, thanks to God, CR, this church and my family and friends, I have very few cravings and my life is much easier. I am so blessed. I am proud to say that I'm almost two years sober. 
Since I have come to CR, I have learned that Jesus is the missing piece of the puzzle and f to get freedom from my addiction. I have worked through open share step study groups to surrender my guilt, shame, and past mistakes to Jesus. This has helped me start to recover. I started to see changes in my life. I was experiencing joy and peace. I have hope now, hope that I have overcome my addiction through the steps and the principles the CR has taught me. I learned that I f if I fell, fall, fell, Jesus still loves me, and I need to stop the guilt and the shame that I put on myself. I needed to just continue to come to CR and my church and to dive in deeper into the word and really get to know Jesus and the love he has for me. I try to live one day at a time each day, try not to worry about what was and live in what is. If you take away anything I said tonight, let it be this. You have to keep coming even when you fall. The key to success as a CR program teaches us Failure is not falling down. Failure is not getting up. Jesus has restored me and saved my life. He can do the same for you. For those of you that are listening tonight, you are here for a reason. God led you here, and you may not even know it, just like he did Chuck and I almost five years ago. My family was self-destructing. I prayed to God for him to help us, but he didn't answer. Now I know it wasn't him not answering, it was me not listening and seeking him. It is important to know that God does things on his time, not ours. God uses our experience and turns them into good on his time, when it is right. We need to admit we are powerless, step out of denial and what it is that, is that we are struggling with. Admit that we can't do this great big messed up world all alone, white knuckling it. As much as we try, we can't. When we deny the pain, it takes a part of us. We start to isolate ourselves, alienate relationships, waste energy holding on to stuff. And most importantly, it isolates us from God. We have to stop playing God in our lives. God forgives you. He loves you with no strings attached. Right here, right now, as you are. Now when I look in the mirror, I see what God sees, not the lies that Satan whispers in my ear and has made me believe for so long. God says his power works best in weakness. I was definitely broken and exhausted. We serve a God that loves us right in our mess, the one we are in, at the lowest point, where we think we can't go on. He loves us in our mess, no matter what the mess. God has put people in your life to surround you and to lift you if you fall. You'll begin to experience blessings that you can't explain. Meeting people who you never knew but become like family. That is what CR is. We are those people. Our CR community is there to support and lift each other up when we fall. All brought about through the unconditional love of Jesus. Thank you for letting us share our testimony. Thank you for letting us share. God bless.